doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. What's new on your end? Um, nothing really crazy, you know. Just uh, same. Just uh, hanging with the family, you know. Kids are getting big. Trying to trying to stay stay positive, stay on the grind, you know. Everything. Um, uh, as a parent these days, it uh, uh, w- with <laughs> all the craziness that's uh, seems like that's happening in the world, uh, it's uh, more important than ever to be uh, to be a positive role model. I feel like. No kidding, man. What's uh, what's been the biggest, um, I guess, challenge for you as a parent recently? Uh, well, it, it's nothing. I wouldn't say it's actually, it's a challenge at the, at the time, like at right now, it's not really a challenge yet. It's more of, yeah, I guess a perceived thing in my head, but everything that's happening with like the, with gender ideology and like all the stuff that's being uh, pushed into the mainstream, it feels like it's definitely concerning, you know, like my kids go to public school and um, yeah, it's, it's like what, the a thought that's always on your mind is like, what's the personality of the, the people that they spend eight hours a day with, like the other kids, what are the other kids' parents telling them? What's the teacher really like? I mean, you meet the teacher a few times, but how well do you really know somebody, right? Um, so just, just things like that. So I, I feel like it's, uh, I'm glad that um, this like, life change or the the wake up that I kind of had a few years ago here feels like it happened just at, right at the right time because um, I'm so aware of myself and how I carry myself and how I am around my family that um, I, I'm confident that I'm doing everything that I can to to make sure that uh, there's no there's no bs uh, going into my children's heads right so yeah no kidding man I've heard so many different horror stories with um in terms of like gender roles and in, in, in public school and, and with like the critical race theory and everything that gets taught to kids nowadays, I've heard, yeah. I've heard a couple of different, well, I can think of like one or two in specific for each one of those things. But like, I even had like a lot of it. I know, I mean, there's definitely some crazy quacks out there that are teachers that, that do truly believe in this stuff. And yeah. they are purposely like telling children this, but even like, I know somebody who's like, um, who's got young kids and the teacher was like apologizing to the parent. Like, I'm sorry, this is what's in the curriculum. Like we have to cover these types of books. Yeah. It just kind of shows like a lack of spine almost like it's, it's like, man, if you know that it's wrong and you feel bad, don't even apologize. Like, why are you even covering this? Yeah, exactly. And I do, I know that it's, um, it is worse in BC. Um, it's not, it's not quite as bad in Alberta yet. And yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, like I was wondering the other day, like obviously when books and, uh, the curriculums made and all this, all this stuff doesn't just appear in the school, right? There's a process that it has to go through. There's people that have to sign off on it for it to be approved and like what ages of children get to learn different things and like what is going through the heads of these people that are approving this stuff for little kids to be learning right like it's just uh just wild and sometimes like it makes you think 
like it's nice to be able to have these types of conversations and then see people that that agree with you because otherwise you'd feel like you're going crazy like am i the only one who sees this like why is our government not standing up and saying anything against this and really promoting it instead right like how can you say that uh, a child that barely knows how to spell their own name in some cases doesn't even know how to they're able to now say that they want to be the other gender like it's just fucking wild man yeah i know man i i um like even during like the whole i call it a scamdemic i i think like i i started speaking out a bit more on instagram and i had people kind of message me and be like dude stay in your lane like you talk about mental health and self-development and i'm like hey first of all i'm a carpenter by trade like i work in construction yeah. So like, it's not like I'm educated on this stuff to begin with. Like I just talk about my own experience and try and talk to other people about theirs and just, uh, you know, I come out at it from like a layman's perspective and just kind of give it to a people in a, in a digestible form for people that aren't educated. Right. The other side of it is like to cover uh, like the idea of what you were talking about, where you know, I think a lot of people that were kind of against the the mandates um, across the board, like with masks and and uh, the jab and everything else like that. Yeah. You know, I feel like it was so taboo to speak about these things. Like even like I had quite a few warnings on my social media. I've been like shadow banned on tons of different things. And it's like, yeah. man, this is going to start creating like a self-censorship where people don't talk about these things. And then the people that think about these things that don't talk about them are then being gaslit into thinking that they're the only ones that feel this way. Right. And that's, and that's a perfect point. Like that, the person saying that to you to tell you to stay in your own lane, that right there is the mindset. That's the problem is most people, majority of people would agree that, uh, like a lot of the mandates and the way that COVID was handled was a bunch of bullshit. And then they would also agree that like this whole gender ideology that's being pushed on the kids is bullshit, but most people are afraid to say anything. And they would say that just stay in your lane or um, it's like you, they're afraid that something's going to happen to them. And in some cases it does like where, somebody speaks out and then they end up losing their job or they, they, they get, uh, they get attacked. Like their personal information gets published online and people know what their address is. Like so many crazy things happen just because you're saying an opinion or you're saying what you think, right? It's like, if you say the wrong thing, then you could potentially be putting yourself at risk. Right. So it's, um, it's crazy, crazy times we live in. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me think about, um, you know, when I was suffering the most with depression and anxiety and like suicidal thoughts, it's like the, the one kind of overlooming factor, the thing that you, you know, like rings in your head over and over and over again is like, maybe you're broken. Maybe you're the only one that feels this way. Maybe you're the only one that thinks these thoughts And, and you start to, you start to isolate yourself not just like physically and emotionally, but like spiritually, like you start to think that you're the broken piece in yeah. the, in the world like and that you don't belong. Yeah. And you don't belong. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's what, truly the reason why I started this podcast in the first place is just to be able to say like, Hey, if you think this way, if you feel this way, no matter what, like you should be able to speak about what's going on in your mind. 
and, and be able to For find sure. people that share those thoughts and feelings or have felt like that in the past and maybe change their ways. Cause you know what, you and I could be wrong, but unless oh, we're absolutely. able to speak to people, like, how are we going to learn? Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the thing that uh, makes you wonder, like, why can't you even have a conversation about it? Like, why can't you even ask questions? Like, even if you're asking questions, it's like, no, don't, you can't talk about certain things. Like it's supposed to be a free country, right? Like talk about whatever the hell you want. You don't have to agree. Like, I, I think everyone should be allowed to talk about whatever they want. And it's up to me if I want to agree with it or not. And that's how it should be in a free country. Like if everyone's kind of like put into a box and told you're only allowed to say these things or think these things, which just seems like what's happening now with like all the censorship and everything, right? Like if you say the wrong thing, then you're banned off the internet or whatever the case is, right? Yeah, it's weird times for sure, man. I know, um, have you thought about homeschooling or anything like that? Have you, has that thought yeah. crossed your mind? Yeah, it definitely has. It's crossed my mind. But then, I mean, you start thinking about um, like, well, are, are my kids going to get like a normal upbringing then? Are they going to have the same friends or whatever the case is? Right. So there's, there's definitely two sides to it. So it's, it's uh, but yeah, that's more and more. That's on my mind. Like every, every time I see a freaking uh, video of drag Queens dancing for kids, I'm like, all right, man, it's, I think it's time to fucking yeah. uh, take my kids out of public school. Yeah. Or, you know, just bring them to the strip club, have both extremes, you know, like, (laughs) like, would it be normal if it was, if it was women? Yeah. Uh, No, that wouldn't be normal. But if it's dudes dressed up as women, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting (laughs) thing I I was listening to another podcast and like, they were talking about like, you notice it's never like um, women dressing as men and wanting to like read to kids or, or like do these things. It's always like these weird perverted men that want to dress as women in scantily clad yeah. clothing. <laughs> like, and, you, and you're not even, you're not even allowed to say anything negative about it. Like if I, in Calgary now, if there is a drag show slash reading, like where these drag queens go and read to children, um, you're legally not allowed to protest. Like the mayor has made it so it's illegal to protest any of these events. Okay, well, like you you, could, are you able to just like not bring your kids though? You're able to just, yeah, bring, you yeah. can. Yeah. It's, it's up to you. Obviously like the, if somebody's against it, they're not going to bring their kids, but there are other people who do bring their kids and people, other people were going and protesting and saying like, why are you bringing children to these mm-hmm. events? Right. And now you're not allowed to do that. Like you could get, go to jail or get fined up to like $20,000 or something for protesting these things. Wow. And that's, yeah, it's, it's the only, it's, it's the only thing like everything else you're allowed to protest, but for some reason that seems to be such an important issue that you're not allowed to protest it. I, and I really don't understand why. Yeah. It's a weird world, man. The only thing I, uh, cause obviously I don't have children. So like, I, I don't really have a dog in the fight, but I just think about, um, yeah, I think about like how, how what norm what's being normalized and what's being kind of pushed down these kids' throats, and I just think how, um, 
I know what I, I could say. I know what mentally suffering feels like, and I don't want that for the next generation. I, I yeah. just it kind of makes me feel really terrible. And I just the one thing that gives me hope is I don't think that. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's different battles and different uh, issues going on nowadays. But like, I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I went through the public school system, and in my opinion, I turned out all right. Yeah, same, same for sure. And I think the difference and. Um, like part of this from, from what I've seen and read, like from professionals that actually do speak out against it, they're saying that it's, it's a, what they'll call like a social contagion, right? Like where people see this and then, then other people kind of latch onto it where you're getting attention and you're getting this, what is perceived as positive feedback for something that you're doing. And you don't really have to put any effort into, you don't have to accomplish anything, right? Like you can just come out and say, I feel this way or I identify this way and you're called a hero for it. Right. And it's happened in the past. Like uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about this, like uh, with anorexia, bulimia, like all of these things that were more, uh, more prevalent, like 15 or 20 years ago, those kind of started the same way. It was like a social contagion. Same with like cutting, like uh, it used to be more of a common thing, like, and it's mostly teenage girls that are affected by it. But the difference with this is like those things are psychological. At some point, you're going you're gonna to grow out of it, change or recover if you get the right help, right? Um, hopefully for most people. But the difference with this is like now they're, if they're giving uh, these children the puberty blocking drugs or they're getting surgeries, they're doing permanent damage. So it's not like something like, that okay in 10 years like you can look back and say man that was like a dark time for me that was a weird phase you for you're potentially changing the course of your entire life right so that's that's kind of the scary part of this and how it's different is it's not just a, a phase or a mental thing it's like making life life-changing permanent permanent things that are happening to these kids right yeah yeah absolutely i i think especially like it's I, I am kind of an extremist in my views. Like I like, I, and I, I like to, um, I like to use words that kind of shock people, but I just call it literal. I, I think it's child mutilation. And Same, um, yeah. I, I don't even think that that should be an extreme view, but I feel like it almost is. And I, uh, I think it's such a natural kind of phase in life especially as kids like you're still like figuring out what the world is and what your place is in the world i, I mean right. like we have an attack on a lot of religious beliefs and, and i think that that was a guiding factor for a lot of people to understand like you you were yeah. created you are perfect like you are in god's image or whatever other religions believe right. you know just understanding like you do have a place in this world and i think that um I think that that's a contributing factor. I think a lot of it as well is like um, the way that so many children have access to social media. And I think that like, yeah. as your body's developing, you know, I know is like, um, I could look at it from like a man's perspective and say, like, you, you look at, you know, people on, on social media, whether they're like pro athletes or like these awesome guys who seem like they're swimming in money and swimming in women and they're jacked and you see all that. And you're some like, adolescent kid you're like my yeah. body doesn't look like that i don't have these things like i am i a man and you start to like question you know like it's like right. you're just not developed properly yet i right. i know like um 
I, I, cause I have the mental health group and we have calls and we have like weekly meetups and we've had this kind of discussion before. And, uh, there's a woman in the group who was talking like, I grew up a tomboy and she's a very like feminine woman now, but like, yeah teenage years she's like i was a tomboy i was you know i grew up playing like football with my brothers and and playing lacrosse and like doing all these different things that people would you know kind of classify as like masculine things and like imagine if that were offered to her when she was 12 13 years old and and she grew out of it you know she grew into like a she's a mother she's a very feminine woman now but like imagine if that was offered to her at a young age and she's you know, we don't allow kids to get tattoos or to drink alcohol or sign up for the military or get, right. you know, get a, so like, why, why are they able to make, you know, the argument for like, oh, you can't join the military is because you're not ready for battle, but also because it's like, you're not ready to make a lifelong commitment yet. Right. You know, that's why you don't get to get married at that age. That's why you don't get to, you know, there's tons of different things we don't allow children to do because it'll impact the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it really makes you wonder like why this is happening. And then you have all that on one side and then on the other side of it, we may have talked about this in our last conversation. It feels like there's a genuine attack on traditional masculinity, right? Like to be a normal, strong, masculine man is, uh, it's like, it's, it's slowly starting to disappear. And it's, it's in some, depends on who you ask. Like some people would call it like the term misogyny or that word gets thrown around so much like, Oh, that's misogynistic. Right. Like, and it's like, why, why on one side is one thing being promoted so heavily and the other side that what's what it means to be a traditional masculine man is being demonized. Right. It's like, it just makes you wonder what what's behind this and what's, what's the world going to look like in 20 years. Yeah, dude, I'd go so far like because there's definitely an attack on each gender, you know, with with men, you kind of deal with like, um, yeah, I'd say like there's an attack on like the blue collar working class, like you're not supposed to work a physical job, you're supposed to work a desk job, you're supposed to be like tech, you know, you're supposed to be good with computers. And if you're if you can be good at sales and computers, you'll make millions of dollars. And then people look down on like guys that work with their hands when Lo and behold, you can start your own construction business and do extremely well. Really well, you can, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's guys that make like over six figures a year just simply running a plumbing business by themselves out of a van. You yeah. know, like it's it's an extremely great job. And those are the guys that keep the world going around. But um, exactly. you know, if you're outspoken, if you're if you're uh, you know seen as aggressive or like anything like that, it's like oh, you're a misogynist with women it's the same thing it's like if you know you got to be a a boss bitch a ceo you know you got to so it's like it's pulling women out of the household and you know it's almost like demonizing the women that you know want to stay at home and god forbid raise their own children right yeah for (laughs) sure it's like like if uh i've seen it before where um like a, a woman will say proudly that she likes taking care of her family and cooking for her husband and they're made fun of like, they're, they're like, Oh, you're just a slave to your husband or whatever. Right. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see. And yeah, it's, it is definitely an attack on, on, on both genders, like on men on that side of it. And then women are being told that they need to do a certain thing or, or be a certain way. And then it's kind of, 
it's almost funny when it uh, when it comes to like the whole the trans people coming into women's sports issue because like it seems like women have fought for their rights like hard over the last like 50 years and they've gotten they've gotten to a spot where they're actually represented and then now you have biological men coming in and stealing all their opportunities that they've worked so hard for right it's like like i don't know why more women aren't outspoken about it I think uh, I think there is quite a few women. I, I'd like to say, uh, maybe this is just my assumption, but I think there is a lot of women that are outspoken about it. But I think that they're kind of silenced in the same way that right. a lot of other people are silenced yeah. when they speak out against a lot of atrocities that happen nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's yeah, a weird true. world, man. Super bizarre, but I think that. Um, even a lot of aspects of our lives. And I think that that's where like people like you, like come into play a lot because uh, I think that you help people's mental health a lot, whether you, you intend to or not with, um, with fitness and meal plans and, and kind of mindset coaching. I feel like there's, I wouldn't just say like a war on uh, each gender individually. I, I'd say that there's kind of a war on human beings in general, just because right. like we're inundated with like, stay stay inside uh stay don't get too much sun it's bad for your skin you know right. eat this processed food uh look at your like look at your little device and and doom scroll on social media all day yeah. and yeah. like don't work out too hard and if you're a victim you're celebrated or like a victim of anything and, and right. people are just it's like kind of like an attack on the human psyche that's going on right now and, yeah. and uh it's scary to see, man. I, I really like, I feel like, um, I, I wish more and more people would kind of look at the world that way and just understand like, whether you believe it's like by mistake or there is evil powers at play, like the, the way that the world operates right now is not the best for our mental health, man. No, absolutely not. And I mean, the way, the way that it's happening or why it's happening, that's obviously up for debate. I mean, we don't know. And I, if we're we'll ever know, I'm not sure. But the end, the end result and what's happening to people is the same, regardless of why it's happening, right? And, the, and I'm glad that you brought that up in terms of like the, my program, what I'm doing, and then just like with the workouts and meal preps and everything. Because through all this, it's so easy, like with, especially with social media, it's so easy to become overwhelmed with all of the information and to feel helpless. But if sometimes you just got to take a step back, shut the phone off and just look at your own life. Say, what can I do in my immediate life to make my situation better? And everyone's life should involve some of these healthy habits, like getting up early, reading, meditation, prayer, eating a healthy diet, exercising. And that's just to, just to keep you at a baseline normal, like just to feel okay, right? It's not even to get yourself ahead or to do anything extra. It's just to feel good, just to feel like you have your head on straight that you can make conscious decisions about which way you want your life to go. So that, yeah, it's, it's really easy to become overwhelmed, but you have to keep as much control as you can. Right. And the saying that we're at war, I do agree. And a lot of times you have to realize that the biggest war you're at is with yourself and like this constant battle you're in, like letting these things, letting all of these thoughts kind of, overtake your life and and fuck you up right and then also like 
having that subconscious, like trying to keep you lazy or telling you that that doesn't really matter if you do that, but then you feel like shit if you don't do it right. That constant, that constant back and forth conversation you have with yourself. But if you can, um, if you can do those things, you like the, the diet, the exercise, all these healthy habits, they kind of, they, they mitigate all those, uh, all the other external issues that kind of pop in. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. I, um, speaking of Jordan Peterson, I was listening to some of the podcasts that he was on recently and, uh, someone was asking him about having an adversary, having someone to battle against. And he, his response was like, how about you look inside for that? Like you have a lot of things most likely that you have to battle with within yourself. Like, you know, like, you know, we're talking more about like lack of discipline would be like a good adversary, but like, how about like a lack of faith? How about like a lack of like compassion or a lack of patience? Like how many different things do you have to work on? Like if you were to keep looking within and you keep like actually observing yourself, like I think that there's probably endless adversaries within. hundred percent, man. It's uh yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant battle. It's funny that, uh, you brought that up. Uh, this is just like oh, the last week or the week before uh, I had posted on my Instagram story, a really old picture. Uh, and I got a bunch of responses like from people, just like various different things. And uh, one of my friends from high school uh, messaged me. He's like, that's, that's the guy that I remember. Cause I don't see him very often anymore. And um, my initial response, like I was typing a response to him and I was going to say, cause I've, I feel like I've changed so much. And I was going to say, yeah, that guy's, that guy's dead and gone. Right. But then it kind of put me into this thought, like that guy's not dead and gone. Actually, he's still there. He's within me, but I have to get up and I have to fight that guy every single day. Right. Like that guy that I don't want to be that old previous version of myself that I don't like, or I don't like certain things about, I don't like the habits. I don't like what I was doing, how I felt. And just realizing that that person's always going to be there but getting up and fighting that person every single day, it keeps you pushing forward. Right. And in 10 years, that person that I'm fighting is going to probably be my current self. Right. Cause I'm going to continue to grow and progress. So just, um, just realizing that there's no, there's no end point. There's no, okay, I've made it. And I don't have to, I don't have to work on myself anymore. It's a, it's, you have to work on yourself every single day until you fucking die. Like it's just always a constant progression and it's really a, I think a perfect way to be like, if we are, and, and again, whatever you believe in, if you believe in God, the universe or whatever, if, if we're created this way, where we have this inner person that we have to constantly battle with and we actually ex- accept that and say, okay, I'm going to fucking fight this motherfucker and I'm going to, I'm going to win every single day or as many days as I can. And I'm going to do it over and over and over again, then think about how far you can get in your life. If you just accept that it's a daily battle with yourself and you're not going to, you're not going to give up even though, okay, today I might've lost tomorrow. I'm going to fight again. I'm going to win tomorrow. And then you just keep doing that over and over and over again. That's how you're going to progress. That's how you're going to get to become the best version of yourself, right? It's just that constant battle over and over again, the monotonous tasks over and over again. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And, um, I know for myself, like I've gotten myself into a couple of shitty situations, like in, in many different aspects of my life, like in my relationship, uh, in my physical health, in my financial health and in anything like that. And 
I know it's so easy to just feel like guilt and shame about your actions from the past. And, um, you know, I, there, I was just thinking about this the other day about, um, you know, there's been times where obviously like, dude, I graduated high school at almost 230 pounds. And like right yep. now I'm sitting around like 190 ish. And so like, well, I think about like when I first started like going for runs, like I was playing sports and I was like, uh, you know, lifting weights, I was a strong guy, but I was just, you know, I was just fat. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I just wasn't yeah. losing weight because I ate like shit and I never ran outside of playing sports. I was just like lifting weights and eating whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, um, I remember like, I, Hey, I have people telling me the entire time, like, Oh no, you're not fat. You look good. You're fine. You play sports, you're athletic. And you know, all these different people that were kind of like gaslighting me into, into continuing to live that way but I felt like a lot of guilt and I I felt a lot of shame because like when I looked in the mirror, I didn't feel good. And, um, you know, I, I look back at myself before I started actually treating myself with love and, and, and eating properly and running on a regular basis and, and getting more in shape. Right. And I think about, you know, it's hard now to wake up at like four o'clock, four 30 in the morning and go for a run. It sucks. Yeah. Like every single yeah. time it's not fun. I don't oh, enjoy yeah, yeah. it. Right. But I, I think back to when I first started running and I could barely run and I'm like, yeah. man, I'm actually really proud of that guy. Like, I can't believe that I, I still did it. Like it sucks now. And yeah. to think about how it was back then is like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to look back, and then when when you start moving in a when you start moving in the right direction, and you know when you are like it just it, it feels different, right? It's not like you're just doing the bare minimum. You're doing shit that you never thought you could, and it's difficult, but you feel good at the end of it, right? And you do that repeatedly. You do it over and over again. You see yourself progress. And then to look back and see how far you've come and to realize that uh, you're still going, that's one of the most rewarding feelings, right? And then you just like, like you said, you look at your old self and you say, yeah, that's, that's something I'm actually proud of. And it's, it's like such a contrast between looking back and actually being proud of something that you did versus like looking back and being ashamed of shit that you did, right? Like that's like shame is like the lowest on the frequency chart of like the, of how you could feel about yourself. Like that's, that's the worst way you could possibly feel. Yeah. What, um, cause you had quite a transformation, man. I think that, uh, both like yeah. physically, mentally, and in many different aspects from what I know about you, what, uh, what was like the hardest part of, of like kind of changing your life? You know what the, the hardest part was, was probably the just the the regret that I had from from the the previous self like once once I was ready to change and once I decided okay this is it like and and I know it's different for everybody it's not I'm not saying this is the way it is for everybody but for me like that once I flipped the switch so to speak and I was on the path to becoming better everything just felt easy like it, it felt so good just to wake up and feel good about what I did the day before. Like, okay, I, I woke up, uh, like I didn't do anything that I regret. I feel good about myself. I feel like I have energy. I worked out, I'm eating healthy. I'm being a good example for my kids. Like what more could, I just felt 
is the first time in my life that I actually truly felt gratitude just to be alive. And it, what, I wasn't doing anything special. I wasn't like fucking conquering the world or I was just conquering myself just on a day-to-day -day basis, eating healthy, working out, being a good example, getting shit done around the house. Like just the, just the very basic things, like all those things made me feel so good. And then, yeah, like eating a clean diet wasn't hard. Working out every day wasn't hard because I was just so sick of feeling like crap that it was like the contrast was so good for me. So yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't really any part of it that felt super difficult for me personally. I guess the, the biggest thing or the biggest thing uh, looking at it now was probably just the effect that it had, like the short-term effect that it had on my family, like seeing, like going from just being like everyone else to like, okay, now waking up super early and then like, sometimes maybe making a little bit too much noise early in the morning and then the family wakes up or um, like weighing and measuring all my food. Right. And like, so just being like a very extreme person in terms of uh, all the, all the diet and exercise stuff that kind of uh, had a short term effect. Like it's something that my family had to get used to. Right. But other than that, yeah, there wasn't really anything huge. It was more of just like sometimes like just beating myself up a little bit too much about fuck. Like I spent so many years, like, just wishing I would have, uh, would have made these changes. And then I didn't like all that kind of stuff. Right. Just, just kind of, uh, in my own head a little bit too much. Yeah. I, I, I still feel that sometimes like I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I wasted so many years, so much yeah. money, so much, so many times, like there's so many things you can look back on in the world and just be like, fuck, I can't believe I did that to myself, man. Right. And for what? Yeah. Short term pleasure. Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. Right. But I mean, we all have, we all have to go through all that, I think to, to learn. Right. Like, and I mean, looking at it the opposite way, if you had never done any of that and you're sitting where you are now, you might be sitting there thinking like, man, I wish I would have had more fun or I wish I would have done these things. I never got a chance to do. Like there's always, there's always going to be that thought in your head. Right. So, I mean, you can't, you can't change what's happened especially if you're a man of faith, like you got to just, uh, just got to realize that it was all, it was all part of the journey to make you who you are today. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love that. And, um, do you know, do you have like, I'm assuming I'm like, cause I don't think that there could be like a negative impact, but I'm assuming like you've seen kind of like a positive impact on the changes that you've made in your life, uh, in your boys as well. Right. Well, it's, it's hard to say just cause they're so young. Like when, um, so like three, just over three years ago is when I made, started making all these changes. My older son at the time was four and then, um, my younger one was only one. So it, it's hard to notice like any changes cause they're just, they're just so young. But, um, like I know how it would have affected them now. Like if I was still living the same way as I was before, just like overeating, being lazy, drinking on the weekends, like all those things. Like I even see like my older son now, like he'll see other people um, like drinking or eating too much or whatever the case is. And like, he notices the difference between what other people do and what I do. Like he knows that like, I'm going to, he like, he knows like, Oh dad, did you go to the gym this morning? Like he knows I'm, I'm up and I've gone to the gym before he's even awake. 
And he knows that like, I eat mostly healthy all the time. And he asked me like, Oh, is this healthy or is this not healthy? Like he's aware of what I'm doing. Right. So, and, and like being somebody like you're, if you're at that age, like every kid is going to look up to their dad, they're going to do what their dad does. Right. So if dad's like 60 pounds overweight on the couch with a beer every evening, the kid's going to, even if they don't say it, they're going to think that that's what's cool because they think dad's cool. Right. But if dad's in shape, dad actually looks like one of the people that they watch on TV is like freaking jacked. Then they're going to be like, yeah, that's, that's my dad. Right. That's, that's what I think is cool. And you're just setting them up to be that much further ahead. Like they're learning all these things that I know I never learned when I was a kid, like what's healthy, what's not, how to work out properly. When they get to the right age, like I'll teach them everything about working out macros, like all this stuff, like it's going to give them the edge. Right. And, um, yeah, just it, those little things, man. It's uh, it, it feels good to feels good to know that I'm being that example. That's wicked, man. What um, what's been going on with you guys like recently? Have you have you had anything changing in the last year? Like uh, like how's life been, man? Nothing really. Uh, no huge changes. Uh, like my son's playing hockey. Uh, we're still still in the same place, same house. Uh, my wife is getting into her busy season with photography and stuff. She does mostly wedding photography. So it's getting to be uh, ramping up to be her, her busy time of year. Um, in terms of uh, my, like my program and like my client base, like all that stuff is really growing. Um, like on Instagram, uh, my following starting to grow. I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of engagement and feedback. Um, and it's like being a few years into this now, like from like posting online to becoming an online coach. Um, and I, I think about this all the time. Like one of the things that I was so scared about at the beginning was like, I was so scared of like what people were going to think and like all the negativity that I was going to get. <laughs> but I've literally gotten like over the last like two or three years, like maybe like one or two negative comments or negative messages from people. And it's been nothing but positive feedback. And like when I, when I see people that have been watching me online, but I may not see all the time and like me, and then I see them in person, they're like, man, like you're that one video was fucking, it like helped me. Like it put things into perspective and changed this for me. You're like, man, like I always watch your stuff. It gets me up in the morning. It's like, it's, if it feels kind of surreal, like that people are saying that to me. And but at the same time, it, on those days when like my alarm goes off and I don't feel like getting up and I'm like, fuck, if somebody's going to be watching this, somebody needs my message today. Right. And sometimes that's what it takes to get, get me out of bed. Like some, there's a lot of days when I don't feel like getting up, but then just realizing that somebody might need whatever I'm going to be putting on the, on my fucking story today. And like, I'll make it that important to myself and it, it keeps me accountable. And I like, since I started, uh, since I started posting um, about my workouts and everything, and then like started posting about uh, just like all the mindset related stuff there, I, ha I haven't missed one day since I've like, I always put up this one post of like, like I'll do burpees every morning and then I'll write down like some thoughts or something motivational. And then I haven't missed one day. The, the only, there's like three or four days that I didn't post cause I had surgery. <laughs> so I was like out of commission for like three or four days, but other than that, I haven't missed. So like, just like all these, all these little things, not missing on them and just keeping myself, keeping myself accountable, 
growing the business, like all, all of these things are, it's like a, realizing that it's a marathon. It's like a nonstop thing. Right. So yeah, the last year or so it's been good. Like I've, uh, the, the business is like on, on a steady incline. Right. So, and just helping more and more people help seeing the changes in them getting like really crazy transformations in people physically, mentally. So yeah, it's, it's been huge. That's wicked, man. When you thought about like, uh, when you, when you first had like kind of those thoughts of like, Oh, I'm going to start posting on social media. I'm going to start posting like all this different stuff. Like I'm going to start yeah. this business. Um, yeah. what was like kind of the edge that helped you out when you had those first like fears of like, Oh, what are people going to think about me if I start talking about this? Yeah, there was. So the, the first hurdle was actually posting just anything. Cause I, I was one of those people that would rarely post anything. And then like the one day I just like posted uh, a little bit of my workout, right? Like just like recorded myself working out. And then I posted that. And then that was like a huge thing for me. Like, Holy fuck. Like, what are people going to think? Like, why am I posting this? I'm not like a fitness person. Like all this, all these thoughts are going through my head. Right. So then I, I throw that up there get a little bit of positive feedback. And then I started doing that more and more. And then um, I got comfortable with just posting the workouts all the time. And then the next hurdle was actually talking on camera. That was like fucking made me shit my pants just thinking about it, right? Like, like I, there's no way I can talk on camera. And then actually the thing that helped me, uh, like uh, one of my uh, friends online, somebody who I'd met through Instagram, like with all the fitness content and everything, he was like, okay, man, let's do a challenge. Let's do, this was in... I think it was in February of 2021, January, February. He's like, let's do a challenge where we have to talk on our, both, both of us have to talk on our stories every day for the entire month. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need to do. And I was like scared. Sometimes it would take me like 10 takes to say anything, but I was like, okay, fine, let's do it. Right. So every day I had to talk on my story. And then by the end of the month, I was comfortable with talking on my story. Right. And I would just say anything like, something that I knew about diet or exercise mindset or whatever I did that day. Or if I posted something from a book that I read, like what it meant to me, just be like a 15 or 20 second clip of me talking. And that kind of got me comfortable with, uh, with talking. And I'm grateful for everyone that, that watches and gives me positive feedback. Cause that's like kind of like reassurance, right? Even though you shouldn't need it, it's nice to have to get that reassurance that, whatever you're saying, people are, people are feeling what you're putting down. Right. And then, um, yeah, that it just like kept snowballing from there. And then like, I got more and more feedback. People started asking me for help and then started seeing people actually make, make changes from the stuff that I was telling them. And then I was like, man, this, this is going to be my side business. So I started like offering coaching as a side business of like, okay, I'm going to tell you exactly what your macros need to be, what kind of workouts to do, and then I'll help you set up your morning schedule if you want, like what you should do in the morning, like in terms of reading and stuff, right? Just to kind of get yourself into a positive state. And that since then has just been growing and growing, man. That's awesome, man. Are you reading anything in particular right now? Um, nothing new, man. Still still the same, like, like the Daily Stoic, or I'll, I'll always go back to Marcus Aurelius Meditations. Um, there's a... Uh, books it's i'm drawing a blank on this other book um right now it's more of like a it's kind of poetic 
Um, well, it'll, it'll come to me. But uh, the one the one that's recent, this audio book that I listened to, uh, that's kind of blown my mind was uh, Outwitting the Devil. I don't know if you've read that one. Outwitting no, the Devil I haven't. by Napoleon Hill. So there's there's an audio book. Yeah, it's there's an audio book version of it. Um, it's on YouTube as well. But man, that uh, that one was crazy. Like it uh, definitely takes some time to either read it or listen to it. But it's um, like it's really mind blowing. Like the and it's it's so relevant, even though it's it's really old. It's so relevant today. Um, it's like ba- basically what I what I take away from it is like everything that we do, like when we're looking at things like the negative, the positive, and like, even like speaking of God and the devil, it's all really metaphorical. Like it's not like negative energy is the devil. Positive energy is God. Right. So like when you feel like the negativity coming into your head, like you're thinking negatively about someone or a situation or about how things are not going to work out, that's the that's quote unquote the devil is coming into your mind right so then you have to take action to get yourself into a positive state and then when you feel good and you feel like everything is working out or everything's going good or you see a positive outcome that's god right so but the just the stories and the and the way that he tells it like it's it's basically a conversation between the author and the devil and the devil is forced to reveal all of his secrets as to like well how he does what he does and why he does what he does. And it's like, it's like, you can see like at each point, how that applies to your life. I just ordered it. That's nice. how much I trust your recommendations, man. I just ordered <laughs> nice. it. Yeah. Check, uh, let me know after you read it or once you're, once you're partway through what you think it's, uh, it's, de- it's definitely a good one. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm currently reading. I don't know if you've read the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Have you heard of that book? Robin Sharma. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I'm like just chipping away through that book right now. But speaking of uh, meditations, man, meditations, Marcus Aurelius, dude, I had to uh, download a digital copy of that book because I've bought I've bought the actual paperback probably five different times now, and I keep giving it to people. So I'm like, yeah. you have to read this book and I just give it to them. And then I'm like, oh, I need to buy it again. So I just buy it again. And I've yeah. given it to so many people now that I just like, I need to download a digital copy of this so I can't give it away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That one, man, it's like, um, I feel like you can open it to any page. Like uh, this is what I do in the mornings. Like I don't read a lot. Like I'll, I'll usually read like one or two pages just to kind of get myself into that mental state, but like reading the stuff that he writes in there, like, first of all, just realizing that, okay, this was written by this guy as his journal. It was just not never meant to be a published book, right? That was just his notes to himself, like fucking 2000 years ago when he was like the most powerful man in the world, right? He's just writing these notes to himself. And it's like all about like, there's nothing about like, being materialistic it's all about like being a good person being the best person you could be right and like realizing that you don't really need anything you have everything you need within you and it's like yeah you you open those pages and you just read like a couple of paragraphs and it's so relatable and it puts things into perspective especially first thing in the morning so yeah i I love referring to that one and like there's so many gems in that one yeah man um 
if you had to name like one or two different things, like, would you say like, what was the biggest lesson you've learned from like reading about Stoic philosophy? Uh, the one thing, like, one thing that definitely comes to mind is, is realizing that uh, you, you really don't need to physically escape to go anywhere. Like you don't need to get away. You don't need a vacation. You just need to, you just need to be able to go within and realize that you have everything you need. Right. And like through that, I really, what I take away from that is like just being truly grateful for this life. Like just being grateful that you're alive and that you get another day to do whatever it is that you need to do. Right. So stop like, like we always talk about living in the moment, but we're always thinking about the next moment or the next thing or what we're going to do next. Right. But this way, like realizing that you have everything you need, you don't need anything. Like that, that's really the only way to truly live and appreciate the moment. So that that's one thing. And then just also understanding that like the negative aspects that you see like of yourself and other people, you can't change them. You just have to accept that. Like there's parts of you that are perceived to be negative, even by you or other people, there's parts of you that are, are perceived to be positive, but it's all, it's all in human nature, right? You just got to look, always look for the best and just realize that you're just another person moving through this, moving through this life. And you have to do everything you can to be the best version of yourself. Right? So it's not like, you can never, you can never achieve perfection. You just have to work on yourself every single day. Yeah. Was, um, was the daily stoic, was that like kind of your introduction to stoic philosophy? Is that how you first found it? No, it was actually, uh, the, the Marcus Aurelius meditations was actually, I, I, I got that first. That was the, the first like book of the stoics that I, that I kind of got into. And then, yeah, the Daily Stoic, I just kind of, same thing, refer to it. I like how, like, it'll have the quote and then, like, the author's kind of uh, interpretation of it, uh, which is, it's nice to get that perspective. Yeah, yeah. How did you, uh, did, did someone give you the book, Meditations? Or, like, how did you come across it? Um, you know what? I heard just somebody talking about it. I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been, uh, it might have been Wes Watson. Um, that was he might have spoke about it or I might have heard about it from from somebody else before that but um, yeah I didn't I didn't actually start reading it until until I started making these positive changes so to speak and started getting up early and like doing some type of meditation then I'm like maybe I should maybe I should try reading some of these uh, stoic books and see what it's all about yeah that's so cool man I um I I love just reading different philosophies and reading about those different types of things. I know like for myself, one of the biggest uh, aspects of like stoicism that, that really impacted me was like, at first I thought like, Oh, these are the guys that just like, don't have emotion. They just have like no emotion whatsoever. And I felt yeah. so overpowered by my emotions that I, I just wanted to be like that. And that was my misunderstanding yeah. about stoicism. And the more I started reading about it, the more I understood like, oh, it's actually very human to have emotions. Like you just can't let them rule your world. Like you can't exactly, let them control yeah. every single one of your actions. Like right. at, at some point you have to be intentional with your behavior and your actions. 
and then the mastering of emotions comes after that. I right. thought like exactly. I had to master my emotions and then I'd be a good man. And it's like, no, you yeah. got to become a good man first. And in the process you learn. And even then, even then you're still going to be a victim to your own emotions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. And it's not, I feel like it's, it's not even about controlling your emotions. It's, it's about controlling your reactions. Right. So you're going to, you're still going to have all those emotions but you're like the reaction and how, what, what you do, that's, that's what's within your control. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I actually, um, I just recorded an episode and it's going to, it's going to come right after this one. Cause it's going to be on Thursday, but the, the following Monday, there's a little sneak preview. I was uh, talking about, a topic I think you you obviously align with a lot, but it's like kind of anticipating your state of mind and what kind of uh, emotions you're going to have and how your maybe addictions or vices or behaviors will be impacted by that. But to think about those things beforehand, like, oh, I'm stressed out right now. So I know that today my brain is going to try and convince me to eat a bunch of junk food to make me feel good or like, yeah fucking watch porn for an hour by myself locked in my office or like skip my workout. Like I'm, I'm going to feel like I deserve a break, you know, yeah. like, and anticipating those things before they come. So you right. can think of like a contingency plan of like, if I feel like a bitch today and I want to skip my workout, I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell myself this and right. like anticipate it before it comes. Yeah, for sure. And that, that is, that is one of the keys and, and it's really, for most people, like you should always be aware and in, in anticipation of those feelings and thoughts to be coming because they, they could come at any time. Right. And I feel like that's why it's so important for us to get up early and do all these things first thing in the morning, just to put yourself that much further ahead. Like if you, if you get up at the very last minute, you hit snooze, you rush out of your house, you're like, you're so in that uh, in that rat race mindset that when something comes out of left field, you're not going to know what to do. And then you're going to either be like, okay, I had a hard day. I need a drink. Or you're not going to feel like you're not going to feel like eating anything healthy. You're going to run to some comfort food. You're, you're just going to sabotage yourself. Right. But when you, when you're getting up early, you put yourself in that, in that calm state of mind, that positive state. And then you go about your day when things happen, your, your, your reaction is so delayed in terms of you take it in, you process it, then you decide what you're going to do. Right. You like, you have that, you have that calm about you when it comes to making your decisions. And then the same thing, like just being able to being able to go through that morning process and then sit back and kind of observe your thoughts and emotions. So when something happened, that's making you angry, you're actually sitting there and realizing, okay, yeah, this is making, this is kind of pissing me off. Like, I'm not going to react to it. I'm not going to let it get to me. But yeah, this one thing is pissing me off. Whereas in in, in any other day when you hadn't uh, gone through your morning process, you would have reacted and either freaked out at somebody or then ran to one of your vices to deal with it. Just being able to like have that calm state of being to make those decisions, it makes a world of difference. And then and then you feel so much better at the end of it. Like, man, I really, I'm, I'm happy with the way that I handled that. Right. And then you just, you just compound that into the next day and then set yourself up for another positive day. Right. So 
like the the positive cycle is is just as powerful right like if you can keep the positive flow going then it's it's way better than getting into a negative one yeah I 100% agree, man. Do you have like, um, what's what's your morning routine like right now? And how do you think it impacts your day? I have a two-part so, question. Yeah. So my my morning routine, like I'll be up, like I'm out of bed before four. Like I use my alarm usually goes up at 3.30. I'm up. And then, uh, yeah, like uh, it's uh, it just working it backwards, man, with the kids and everything and the, t- the time that I need. Like that's just the time that I have to do it. So I get out of bed and then um, like do whatever I need to get, get down into the kitchen. And then I'll start preparing my first meal, like my pre-workout meal. It's usually just like a shake and like some type of a carb source, like either like uh, sprouted grain toast or oatmeal or whatever the case is, have some coffee. And then I'll sit down, read a little bit as I'm having my uh, first meal. By the time that's done, meditate for maybe five or 10 minutes, depending on how much time I have. And then by like 4.45 ish, like I'm out of the house and I'm on my way to the gym. By 5 a.m. I'm starting my workout. And then I'm out of out of the gym by like usually around 6.20 or so. Like I'm, I'm usually in the gym for about an hour and 20 minutes every morning. And then I get back and then I'll start uh, like either making the kids breakfast uh, putting their lunches and stuff together. And then around that same time, my wife will be getting up and then we'll, we'll talk or have coffee or whatever the case is, wake up the kids and then start getting them ready for school. And then that kind of rolls into the day. Right. But um, it's like, I know what it's like to get up at the same time as the kids or even be sleeping and then have the kids come and wake you up versus being at the highest you're going to feel like after you've just crushed a workout, you did your reading, you did your meditation. And like now at that, right at that moment, you know how you feel after a workout. That's oh, the yeah. best you feel, right? You're, you're at the highest of the high. And then now that's the energy that I'm sharing with my family first thing in the morning, right? I'm the best I can be in that moment. That I feel like, like if that's all I got from this, from getting up early and doing all this, that would be enough. Because I see, I see so many people that are just pissed off and angry all the time. And like, they are wondering why. And it's literally like, you look at their life, you look at their habits and you're like, dude, if you just fucking stopped drinking so much, if you woke up early, ate healthy and exercised, your life would completely change. And it's not just about you. It's about everybody around you. Right? So like, uh, it's just you you're not making the people around you suffer because you're too lazy to fucking do anything right yeah absolutely man i know um i my my morning routine has changed so many times but i do live consistently in the sense that like i always have a morning routine and i've, yeah. I've changed you know where and when i work out and what kind of workouts i do but I like my non-negotiable is I have to exercise every single day. Like there, there cannot be deviation from that. Um, and, uh, it, it's changed a lot since I started doing jujitsu more often because, you know, like I can't dictate when class schedule is. So I've had to alter my schedule completely, but I know that with my routine, I, I, um, 
you know, you said that if you changed your routine, if you did this, if you did that, if you didn't do this, or you didn't do that, you know, your life would change drastically. And people hear that. And I think that, you know, me five, 10 years ago, I would have heard that and say like, oh, so all of my problems are just going to disappear. And it's like, I've started to realize like I had an epiphany this week. And even though I knew this before, I, uh, I guess I had even more evidence brought to me this week where like, there was a few things that happened in my life where even my girlfriend looks at me and she's like, you're reacting really calmly to this. Like, you're not like you, like you would have blown up in the past. Like, she's like, you're not angry. Like you don't seem like you're, she literally said to me at one point, she's like, you don't seem like yourself because you're so calm about this. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, I realize now it's like, you know, it's not like your problems in your life go away. It's just that you understand that like you understand how to overcome them. Like, it's not like, you know, when we were talking about like controlling your reactions to things that happen, like, it's like, I used to just get mad about so many things in life and I would just feel angry and pissed off all the time. And, and it's right. kind of like what you're saying. And, and now that it's like, okay, I've under, I understand that, you know, challenges, challenges come to everybody problems come right. to everybody and they're never going to stop so what am i going to live my whole life mad every time something bad happens like no right. it's just what like what next what's what am i going right. to do next like control what i can control that's one of the beautiful things i learned from stoic philosophy again it's just sure. like what's in my control and and i'll start there exactly and, and i'm glad you brought that up just as you were talking i was thinking about like another thing that I've learned from uh, meditations and stoic philosophy is like that, that exact thing. Like you control what you can control. And then also realize that like, we're here for a short amount of time. Like we're just a pile of flesh and bones. And like, like we, we talk about, we talk about these things like gratitude and being grateful, writing in your gratitude journal, but then we're letting these like very insignificant things ruin our day or be rude to somebody that we love. Like, it's just, and, and the, a quote that uh, like a shout out to Wes Watson, like uh, one of my mentors is like something that he says all the time is like who died or who got locked up, like who got life, right? Like when you're getting pissed off about something, ask yourself those two questions, like who died and who got locked up for life? Like it's usually not that serious. And we just like, we're just so in our own heads and like, think that our everything is like that big when it's really not that big of a fucking deal right like it's like we could be gone tomorrow like you're in a fight with somebody you love you might not see that person ever again like is it really worth it right so just keeping that perspective and like going back to going back to like the stoic philosophy is like like meditating on your death knowing that this is one day less that you're going to be alive like realizing that this whole life is very temporary. You could be gone at any moment, right? And just realizing that and just treating it with like that much respect, like treating life as being that precious. Like how could you let something something insignificant really bother you, right? Like there's no, there's really no other way to go about it than just to be calm and take it as it is. Like, especially if it's, if it's something that's out of your control, why let it, uh, why let it ruin your day? Yeah. And, and, and to go back to like, kind of like the feeling of guilt and shame and, and, and like looking at your past behaviors or habits or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you kind of look at or, or anybody else, it's like, 
one of the biggest things that's outside of our control is the past. Like, it's like, there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing you can do unless you invent a time machine today, which if you do, fuck, give it to me. Like I need yeah. it, man. But like, unless that happens, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing that we can do to change the past. And so it's like, no, what are you going to do now? Repeat the behavior or change it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's like, that's what most people do every weekend. They repeat the exact same thing because we're conditioned to think that the weekends are for eating whatever you want, having drinks and like just overindulging. And then every Monday, most people feel like shit and they just repeat that cycle. Right. And that's, that's how I know I lived my life like that for so many years. And I just talked about this. I was on a, I was on another podcast here last week where I was talking about how the whole change happened of like me wanting to change my life around. And I was like, I was sitting there I'd take a step back and look at my life. Like I have a beautiful family. I have a great job, a house. I've like, I'm not worried about money or paying my bills or where my next meal is coming from. Like, why do I feel like shit? Like, why, why am I not happy from my core? Yeah, I'm happy. Like I love my family. I'm not like, I'm not depressed or suicidal, but why do I feel like something is missing? And you all, whenever, when people think that you always think of something external, like the, the answer is going to be, I need to get a new job or I need to move. I need a vacation. I need to make more money. Like, it's always like, you're always thinking, looking around yourself, but the, the real answer is you got to look within yourself and realize that I feel like shit because I haven't done any work on personal development. I spend no time with myself. I don't know what's going on in my head. I don't, treat my body how it should be treated. I'm not exercising. I'm not eating healthy. So when you just are really honest, take a really honest look at yourself, it's not hard to see why that anxiety and all those things kind of kick in, right? Like it's, it's, it's very basic, but we're so, this is one of the other things that was kind of holding me back was just um, being so comfortable with uh, the habits and the vices. Like, to me, like, like I was never somebody who would, uh, especially since my kids were born, I was never somebody who would drink too much or too often. But I was like one of those people I'd get off work on a Friday and just going to the bar and having that, those couple of cold pints. It was just like something about it. Like, I don't want to let that go. I really like, that's something I really need. Right. Or so I thought, but then what I didn't realize, like I had those couple of beers now I feel lazy. I'm going to go home and just lay on the couch and do nothing. And then like, sometimes it would turn into more than a few. And then you're hung over the next day trying to deal with your kids being hung over. So like, we're so afraid to look at the downsides and even like give ourselves a chance by saying, okay, I'm going to take a break from all this for like 30 days or 90 days. See how I feel. Like just give myself that much time just to, just to take a step back and reassess what I'm doing. See how I feel. And if, if everyone just did that, if everyone just said, okay, I'm not going to have any cheat meals or any alcohol, I'm going to work out every day for 30 days in a row. If everyone did that, I bet you more than half of the people would never go back. They would fucking be working out every day. They'd be eating healthy and they would never drink again. Like just by how good they feel. Right. And like most people will never do that. Most people will just keep doing the same thing over and over again because we're so afraid to let go of what we're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, 
exactly what you're saying. Like, it's just like a, a level of, you know, I, it's like you're, you're comfortable because you're doing something that you've done already and, and you know, the outcome, but it's like, you're also uncomfortable because you're not happy, but you're not uncomfortable enough to change the comfortable habits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that's, and I've, I've talked about this and I've posted about this before is like realizing that where you are, even though it may, it may not seem like it, like for me, looking back, there was a lot of times when I was at rock bottom, but I didn't realize it at the time because, because I wasn't fucking homeless or it wasn't like a major thing, but like in my own head, it was rock bottom. Right. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten any lower, but just because like, we're lucky enough to have, you have a roof over your head. You're not worried about your next meal. You still have a job. Like you're still functioning. You think, you think it's okay, but all that's doing is like you said, is just keeping you in that in-between spot. And you kind of go up and down from there throughout the years. Like there's times when you feel you're like worse, you don't work out at all. You're drinking every day. And then there's sometimes when like, you're kind of healthy, like you're, you're, working out sometimes you're, you're eating somewhat healthy, but then your weekends are shit. And like, you're kind of in that in-between spot. Right. But we're so afraid to break through or break out of where we've, what we're used to, which is like what I'm talking about, like waking up at four o'clock in the morning, like working out every single day. Like these are things that very few people do, but then the people that get used to doing them, like once you make it a habit, like, I know it's probably the same for you, but I know for me, I'm ne I'll never go back from doing it because the benefits of it, like outweigh the suffering fucking a thousand to one, like that little bit of suffering first thing in the morning is so worth it all day. Your whole day's better. You're mentally in such a good space, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so many different things like, uh, you know, throughout the last few years, the different habits that I've picked up and you know, there's days where like, kind of, I, I'll miss a couple of them here and there because, you know, like I've got a lot of, I would consider to be like non-negotiables, like exercise is one of them. It's very important, but it's one of them. Like for me right. as well, like it's, it's, I've got to have, um, you know, a little bit of reading, a little bit of journaling. And those are kind of the big three. Um, but as well, like obviously eating right, um, having honest, like being honest, like that's one of the biggest fucking things when I know I've lied to somebody and I'm sure you feel the exact same way, like it fucking eats away at me and I feel like shit. And I'm like, why do I feel guilty? And it's like, Oh, I lied. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, it's funny because I've tried to, you know, cheat on, on, on my program with like different things. Like it's like, Oh, if I'm exercising every day, and I'm reading every day and I'm honest every day and I'm, you know, eating well every day, then it's okay if I forget about the journaling or like one of the aspects, like there's always going to be like one missing that I've got to try and play catch up on. And yeah. each one of those things, I can tell when I've missed out on it. Like if I sleep in and you know, like what you're saying, like, and I miss my reading time or my journaling time, I can tell the whole day. Like, it's like, oh, there's this like weird feeling. Like there's this weird feeling like, yeah, it's cause I didn't, I didn't reflect on my own thoughts. I didn't prepare myself for challenges I was going to face today. 
mentally, right. not just physically, but mentally as well. And it's, it's so crazy how, um, I think back to what my life was like before I did any of these things, you know, when I was just exercise, like, like I said, before I started this entire journey, like I was lifting weights pretty much every single day, but was I taking care of my mental health? Not at all, man. I used to lie right. to myself and be like, Oh, the gym is my therapy, but it's like, uh, you still got a little couple other blocks that you need to start building <laughs> yeah. up on, you know, like, right. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's, it's always important. It's always important to reassess and just to, just to really be honest with yourself. One of the things that I've realized like recently is even like this, I've been on this kind of this trajectory for the last couple of years. And I, I feel like once you get on this, this path, this like quote unquote path of positivity, um, you, you get into your habits and you, you feel good on a day-to-day -day basis. But at, um, at some point, like even these things, they, they don't have the same effect that they once did. So you, there, you always got to be pushing the envelope. Like you always got to like find some type of a new challenge, even though it, it might, may not be directly related to your routine. Like there's only so much you can work out or diet. Right. But um, just like some type of a new challenge in your life, like whatever it is. And it could be like helping somebody volunteering or whatever it is, right? Like something that you're uncomfortable with or you've been avoiding, but you know, you need to do. Um, I think it's important to always be kind of pushing that envelope. And then you kind of have doing that, doing that, adding more variables, it, it makes you reappreciate the morning process all over again because then it helps you execute on that new thing because when you're just doing the same thing all the time then it's it kind of it becomes like a, another monotonous thing like you're doing the same thing all the time it doesn't have the same effect but when it's something new and you know you need to be on point for this new thing then you're like okay this more the morning process is going to help me be on point for this new thing right yeah what are like I, I i refer to what you're saying uh, as like the idea or the principle of like always be a student like always right. do something where you're like brand new um or you're you're to, for lack of a better phrase like a lack of a better term it's like just be an idiot you know like do something where yeah. you're fucking dumb at yeah for sure and, and it's gonna at the beginning it's gonna suck and and then you're gonna get better over time right like a couple things that like, I'm not, I know you run a lot. I'm not much of a runner, but I have been running quite a bit recently. And then on uh, June 11th, I'm, I'm attempting my first half marathon. So that's like, like yeah. on a, on a, on a physical, physical standpoint, that's something that I'm challenging myself for. And then uh, over the next couple of weeks here, I'm going to be, I'm going to be starting a podcast as well uh, where I, I'm going to, I'm going to get on and, yeah, so it's it's something that I've wanted to do for a while, and uh, I, have, I have a lot to talk about and a lot to share. So, yeah, it's it, it's coming, but it's like another another thing to challenge myself to, right? Yeah, man. How long have you been running for? Like, what does your running look like right now? Um, well, I've like I've ran sporadically kind of over the years, but this last like I would say six weeks or so, I've been running like three times, three or four times a week. Like I'll do, uh, I'll do two or three 5Ks during the week and then I'll do one like 10K on the weekends. 
and then uh, yeah just kind of working on my pace and like just trying to trying to stay stay at a certain pace kind of regulate my heart rate get the get the uh stamina built up a little bit but uh, yeah i'm running like just under just under six minutes a kilometer on my 5ks and then um yeah my 10k average is just just around six minutes a little bit over so i'll do like a 10k in about an hour that's wicked man that's pretty much uh yeah, pretty much the exact same as what I'm doing right now for my running as well. I think, dude, you, okay. you should have no problem with a half marathon. It'll it'll definitely be a bitch, but you'll yeah. get it done. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I have no doubt. Like even I'm sure I would have been able to like just like mentally grind myself through it. Yeah. Um, like without very much training. But I know my my body would have been trashed after with without any training, right? So I want to I want to make sure that I'm prepared for it, and that uh, I'm not like out of commission for like a few days afterwards, right? Like um, I know before, like before I started running consistently, whenever I would go for runs, like I'd do a 10k randomly on a weekend, and I would be fucked for like two three days after. Like my yeah. my legs my legs and my knees would be hurting. Now since I've been running more often, like I feel good. I feel like I haven't even worked out or anything. Like I feel like I'm ready to go the next day. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, getting the reps in, right? Yeah, dude. How much, how um, much do you, you run every day? Not right now. No, I was, uh, okay. like when I did 75 hard, I was running every single day. I'd run about a five, uh, five. No, actually, no, I was running like seven K every single day. Okay. Um, so my body adjusted to that quite off, quite a lot. But, uh, that was back in like, uh, October, November, December type of timeline. Okay. Um, I've done a couple half marathons. I did one in February, I think. And, um, it was either February or April, March, February, March. But right now I, um, my training is just basically like I'm doing jujitsu Monday to Friday, every single night. And okay. then, um, I do a bit of stretching at night and stretching in the morning. And then I run on my weekends. I do about 6K, okay. just under okay. 6K. Nice. And um, that's really like what, what like, um, yeah, that and like a little bit of weightlifting. I only really lift weights on, on weekends as well because my, my week, my weekdays are basically just construction all day and then jujitsu at night. So yeah. I'm constantly moving. Move. But, uh, yeah, jujitsu seems really cool. I had my son in jujitsu for a bit last year. I'll probably get him get him in again. He was busy with hockey usually over the winter, and then uh, now now hockey's done, so we'll probably get him back into jujitsu. Dude, it's such a great it's such a great fucking thing, dude. And that's what I was actually alluding to as well. Like in in the last like few years, I've just been trying to. Um, engage myself in things that I can be a student to and and jujitsu is such a humbling experience especially like as a kid I feel like it's it's very understandable that you know there's going to be people that can beat you up and, and uh you know make you tap out or take you like literally just choke you the fuck out yeah <laughs> but I was like a full-grown man like I remember the first time I did jujitsu like it was a couple of years ago. I was probably just like just turned 26 and uh, I walked into a gym and 
you know, I, I've already been like eating healthy and lifting weights every single day. I was running all the time. I was doing like yoga and stretching. So like I was flexible. I was in shape. I was like fit. I had just run like a marathon and, um, I walked in and a 60 year old man basically had his way with me. And, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, man. Like I know nothing when it comes to like a physical altercation. Like I've been in a couple of scraps here and there throughout my years, but like if a 60 year old man can just do whatever yeah. he wants with me, I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, it, yeah. it was like, and, and from, from what I've heard, uh, like jujitsu would be the most practical martial art to learn, like to know when it comes to like just defending yourself or, or taking like just being able to defend yourself in any, any type of setting. Right. I would say um, that or like Muay Thai or kickboxing. I think like yeah. it's a, it's a lot easier. Like uh, it depends on the, it's so situational, but right. um the thing I like about jujitsu that I I've talked about with other guys. Cause like, obviously like in Muay Thai, like even if in the UFC, like you've seen guys that end fights real quick with like one punch, a kick to the right. head, you know, you don't really want to be rolling on the ground or grappling with somebody if they have four buddies that can be kicking you while you're on the ground. But yeah. the, the cool thing I, I've, I've like the part that makes me like, kind of like, it, it's like so intriguing is like, it's nice to think like if someone were to like, it's like a one-on-one -on -one type of situation, you could just like take their back and put them to sleep and just walk away. And there's yeah. no evidence that you touch them, no bruising, no nothing. Like they just wake up after in a daze. They're like, what the fuck happened? And you're already gone. Like you and your girl yeah. are just walking <laughs> away. Like nothing happened. That's, yeah. That, that's a really cool thing about it. Like it's so much more technical, right? So like, it's, it's like, you actually know, like, it's, it's like, you actually know some shit. Like anybody can fucking take a swing and, and get a lucky shot and hit somebody. Right. But to like, be able to do that, like just to be able to like choke somebody out or, or, or get him to like tap. Right. That's a, that's a learned skill. Right. Yeah. I, I remember one of my very first classes cause uh, each school teaches it so differently. I've been at a couple different ones now and in the, in the, when I first started, there was like this one takedown that they had taught where you land basically with your knee on the guy's chest. And it's a really horrible position to be in because if you're putting pressure on someone's like sternum, they can barely breathe. And it's like really emasculating to get thrown on the ground and have someone's yeah. knee on your chest. And he would, he was like, this is one of the first things you should learn because this is where you basically like, you ask the person if, if you were to ever need to use this outside of the gym is like, do you wish to continue to fight? Because you can end the whole situation right there. Right. Like, it's just like right. that, that's kind of the determining thing, but man, I, I, um, it's great to kind of start to learn self-defense and to kind of feel like, okay, I could protect myself if that situation ever arises but for the most part, like I, like even my, like, uh, you call them professors, like, you, you know, you, there's different names for every different martial art. And some people would say coach, right. some people would say, but whatever you call them professors. And my current professor, he he's like, man, like if you're ever in that type of situation, your best bet is run. Like, don't even get in those types of, right. it's like, right. you're, yeah. you're going to end up hurting someone and going to jail 
or they're going to pull a knife. Like you have no idea. Like there's so many yeah. different crazy people out there, but for, but sure, for me, I, I feel like the biggest change is like, a, you get that kind of confidence boost of like walking into a room and knowing like, okay, like if it were to happen, uh, like, I think I'm confident, Yeah. but it's also, it's also just like what we were talking about earlier of like being a student to something and, right. and, and being humbled every single day and learning like, you know, I suck at this right now, but I'm better than I was last week. I'm better than I was a year ago. Like me right yeah. now could kick my ass here, like from a year ago and, and, and just showing up every single day and being able to improve. It's like, Oh, I can apply this to other areas of my life that I suck at. Like if I just do it for an hour a day, I'll yeah. be light years better than what I am now. For sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, same thing with even, even with the gym and like getting in there every day, lifting heavy and then just going about your day-to-day -day life and like being able to like do shit around the house, pick up the kids or like throw the kids around and not have like to worry about like throwing your back out or whatever. Right. Which is, it's crazy to say like the, uh, for a lot of people my age, like I'm 40 years old, a lot of people my age, that's a genuine concern. Like they're not healthy enough to, keep up with the kids right so yeah that uh yeah the the gym or like martial arts like those kind of things definitely keep you honest like they there's no there's no cheating your way to get progress right yeah 100 percent, man i think that that's part of the reason why exercise is so important like i, I it's like i said like i work in construction man and i know a lot of other guys that work in construction obviously and I have had this conversation countless amounts of times where people are like, oh, I don't need to work out. This is my workout. And I'm like, man, you know how like I've had people that are like, how are you able to work out after you work a full day in construction? And it's like, no, I work out so that I can work the full day of construction and yeah. not like have my back hurt. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. Well, not even just that, but it's like, it's protection from injury, man. Like strengthening yourself is like, I'm so thankful that I lifted weights for so long because now like when I'm lifting sheets of plywood over my head for eight hours a day or digging trenches to redo piping for a house, like there's so many different times where I'm like, man, I'm sore for sure. But like, there's guys that are sore from like two days ago. And I'm like, are you right. serious, man? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to, nice to be able to perform and not, not have to worry. Right. Like you're gonna, cause potentially like, I mean, you'll see some guys get injured and then they can't even go to work and then they're, they're not making anything. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even that, that risk does come into play with doing stuff like lifting weights or do like, cause like there's a, you know, you can obviously injure yourself in the gym whether you're lifting yeah. weights, you're doing martial arts, whether you're doing anything, like you can get injured. But I mean, dude, you could go for a walk and roll your ankle on the curb. So it's like you right. also have to just find you, something you, that you have fun doing. Part of it. What's that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I said you you do have to be smart about it. If you want it, it's something that you want to do every day, like um, you got to know your limits, know when, like, okay, like yesterday I went a little bit hard today. I got to take it a little bit easier or whatever the case is, right? If you want to show up every day. Yeah, man. We're um 
I mean, it's four o'clock for me right now. We're coming up uh, on, on, I'd say like kind of closing time pretty quick. Cause I know you've got yeah. a family to get to. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, before we, uh, before we end this, did you have any topics or anything that you wanted to chat about, uh, before we end this? Uh, no, not really, man. Nothing really. I think, I think we, we covered everything pretty good. Um, I think, uh, the, the biggest, uh, the biggest takeaway is just going to be, man, just, just be, be in control of your own life. And then like the, the small things that may seem insignificant, the diet, the exercise, waking up, reading, meditating, all of these things, especially if you're not doing, they can have a massive effect on your physical and your mental health. Absolutely, man. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate your time a lot, man. I, I uh, got to start actually getting ready for a little family dinner here that I'm, I'm grateful nice. I get to go to. But um, thank you for your time, man. I, I really do appreciate it. I love every yeah, conversation good. I get to have with you, man. For sure, man. It was, it was nice to be on. Good to catch up with you again. We'll, we'll definitely be in touch. Likewise, brother. All right. Thank you so much for everybody listening okay. to this. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Much love and peace you out. Take care.